You are listening to episode 62 of the Playing Flout Podcast with Rita Hyland. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. Hey there, friends. I wanted to talk to you today about your ability to rethink, to challenge the way you think, to think again about how you are looking at something. There have been moments in my life that were life-changing, and they became so because of my willingness to rethink the way I was thinking instead of tightly hanging on and continuing to prove stuff that I had never challenged. And the thing is, is through my years of work with executives and professionals and leaders is that I'm not alone. And if you do this, you're not alone. The most amazing and significant moments come from thinking about things differently. I'm going to share a few stories here. I'm going to discuss a book I'm currently reading, and I'm going to share some practical, actionable steps you can put in place to recognize and shift your assumptions quicker That is to rethink them, unlearn some things so you can reinvent. The benefits of doing so are significant. They can help you change your your career direction, solve problems that were previously considered impossible, and even, as you'll hear in one story, save your life. This episode is your invitation to challenge and let go of assumptions and opinions that are no longer serving you well. It can help you master the art of rethinking or challenging your interpretations and assumptions. And if you do this, it will position you for years of success and work and happiness in your life. I was reading a true story by Adam Grant. He was retelling a story in his book called Rethink. Maybe you've read it. If not, I encourage you to get it. He shared a story about a group of firefighters, and these firefighters went out to fight a forest fire, and I'm forgetting the state right now, and at some point realized that they were encircled by the fire and that they did not have a way out. One of the senior firefighters thought and came up with the idea of building a small trench and then actually lighting their own fire And that by doing that, the fire would leap and catch that fire and continue on. Now, some of the people, the firefighters in the group, they couldn't rethink that. They couldn't get their arms around that. They they were not willing to see things from a different perspective. As a result, those firefighters ended up dying. What was more maybe equally interesting is that as they continued they somehow got within 200 yards of being able to escape. And unfortunately, they did not. What they found when they went back to look at these these men who had died is that many of them were wearing 
hundreds of pounds of equipment, tools, their hoses on top of them. They were unwilling to give them up. They couldn't rethink that. That was part of their identity. They couldn't challenge their assumptions. They're learning fast enough in order to save their life. The thing is, is that we do this all of the time. Our, our greatest and most significant solutions, movements, impact is often made by rethinking things. You know, the problem, as Einstein says, is that you can't solve a problem from the same level at which it was created. You can't solve a problem and move out of stagnancy without looking at it with a different perspective. In Adam Grant's book, Think Again, I was so taken by it because he throughout lays the case, and I should say I have not read the entirety of the book. In fact, I've not read very much, but I'm I'm getting it, and I understand the case that he's trying to make, which is that intelligence is usually seen as the ability to learn new things and to think. But he's trying to challenge that, and I would agree with him that there's this other talent that may be more important, and that is the ability to think again and to unlearn so that you can reinvent. You know, at the baseline, you know, even when I first began my work, I I remember leaving, in fact, my first conversation with a coach and it blew my mind. It was an incredible moment because I realized that I could rethink the way I was looking at things and that things that I had previously considered assumptions or actually the things I considered facts were only assumptions and they were holding me back. Your facts are not assumptions, and they may be holding you back. The problem is, is that in our lives, we prefer to stick to what we know rather than to challenge things because that creates discomfort. It creates a disconnect. Our brain wants desperately to be certain. So why challenge our long-existing opinions, the way, the, our ways of being, or our identity, as was the case of the firefighters? Why do that when it's going to be uncomfortable for us? We are consistently seeking to confirm what it knows at what we believe is true, what we've already learned. But our most significant levels of happiness, oftentimes, our most significant levels of fulfillment come from our ability to see things differently. This episode is an invitation to let go of some of your assumptions, your opinions, and to rethink things, challenge what it is you believe is fact. And you will be positioned when you do for years of success in your work and happiness in your life. Another story that Adam Grant told in his book, Rethink, was that in 2018, he had gone to a group of powerful CEOs in Silicon Valley. And he said to them, hey, I want to run a remote Friday experiment. I want you to let people work from anywhere one day a week. None of them agreed. Interestingly, fast forward two years later, and here we are, everybody's remote working. What's happened today, I mean, what, what they were saying at that time is that they were concerned that Pandora's box would be open. Who knows? People might never come back to the office. And as Adam said, hilariously, three of them since then, three of these CEOs have announced that they might never go back to the office place again and that they might run a permanently remote workforce. They previously were not able to rethink until they were forced. And even when they were forced, all of them equally said, no way, Jose, 
I remember the first time that I realized that I could rethink and relearn. Actually, yeah, unlearn. I was a senior in college and I was required to write the largest paper I'd ever written. It was fortunately for my favorite class of my favorite professor, whose name was Professor Dittmar. And he'd been active in the civil rights movement and in other movements in our country. He was so articulate and amazing with the command of the English language. And he often had written, pre-written his lectures. So they were spot on and they were crisp. And what I really loved about him is that he never really wanted us to learn or borrow his beliefs. He wanted us to think for ourselves and to rethink, as you'll see. What happened during that little experiment is that he had us writing our largest paper. He asked and actually determined what our thesis would be in advance. So it wasn't as though we were deciding on something and going to prove it. It was the opposite way. He came up with the idea and divided the class in two. One half was to write about why we should have been in the Vietnam War. The other half was why we should not be in the Vietnam War. If you know me, you know that I was raised by a colonel in the army who had been on the front line and served two tours in the Vietnam. I had always been raised. I'd always learned. We were to be in Vietnam. I mean, how could you, how could you fight there and, and, and serve and to, and to do something that would only be aligned with one's brain is like, I'm supposed to be here. If you were like, at least in the perspective of my father. So we were to be there and I had always learned anybody who fought the Vietnam War, we were, we turned off TVs on them, that type of thing. So I couldn't see it any other way. And as you can probably guess for where I'm going is that I was told that I would be taking the position and defending the thesis that we should not have been in Vietnam. Now, I thought, I cannot do that. That's not true. How could on earth can I write a paper like that? I'm going to fail for one. Two, I can't imagine what on earth I'd write about. Well, I began to do my research. I began to rethink. I began to unlearn. And I even had a very fabulous conversation with my father about it. In some ways, revisionist history was helpful to us as well. But here's the thing. What was so enlightening and just amazing to me, and I did get like my highest grade ever, an A-plus on this paper, because I was fascinated to think that I could rethink something. Amazing. I recall another moment when I first met a coach and I had this like eureka moment. I, I, I left and I was like, what are you talking about? What is happening? I came out realizing that things that I had thought were true were not, that you were allowed like, once again to challenge your thinking. What I know now that I didn't know then was that being asked to rethink things like, I don't need to work harder to be successful. Those I've always thought were the strongest are actually the most fearful. Someone's opinion about me isn't about my inadequacy, but their previous expectations in life. Worry doesn't control or help anything. It creates more of what I don't want. I don't have to carry the identity of a hero or a martyr. I can change that. What? People's poor, hurtful behaviors because they are afraid and have been hurt before. All these things blew my mind. And they, they weren't things that the coach told me directly. They were, they were these flashes that had me rethinking and challenging everything that I had previously called fact or borrowed as fact. I could unlearn these things. And because of that, I could reinvent just about anything in my life because I had become aware of our formula that our thinking is creating how we show up 
what we are doing so that we get what we have, the be do have level of performance, model of performance. What was hard for me though, and I can see why we have this resistance. It was like everything that I had previously seen wasn't true. And it was confusing at first. Like I had to unlearn a lot of what I'd learned if I truly wanted to reinvent myself or have a different experience. In our lives, we prefer to stick with what we know rather than challenge because, as I said, even with me, it created discomfort and our brains want to be certain. So why bother challenging our long existing opinions, our ways of being in our identity, as I said, because you can look at simply at our media and how you deal with media. You probably go to the same channel that confirms what you're already thinking. How do we go and start unlearning I used to think that those who were the most, I don't know, I would say forceful with their message or that were the most powerful that, you know, that I I associated, my thinking associated, those with a strong message were the most accurate and had the most facts. And now those I recognize, I've inverted that. My rethinking shows me that those who are the most humble, the most curious, the most what else? Humble, curious, hungry to learn and be open-minded. Those are the strongest individuals in my life now. Those are the ones that I admire. I sort of think of a Bill Gates, mild. I mean, he, he he's openness. He has a willingness to continue to learn, not to just propagate what it is that he knows. You can feel that with him. What I'm saying is that arrogance is how I associate those who aren't willing to learn and who insist. And arrogance really leaves us blind to our weaknesses. I think of another example of a very seasoned leader who was basically floored and told me this, that when I interrupted his thought pattern or supported him in rethinking the way he was viewing his leadership, because it had always been done in one way in his childhood, and he was continuing that, even though it wasn't working well for him, he wasn't rethinking it. And when he rethought it, everything changed. It, it, it's, it, I've said it before, it's like one small tweak of the, you know, the golf swing that can send it in a t- totally new trajectory. Our ability to rethink can save our life or not, as you saw with the firefighters. We need to be able to, to open ourselves to practice and to look at when we need to rethink, and how to do it. To answer the first question, you know you may need to be considering rethinking when you are stagnated or when you're struggling or when you're unable, when you do have a breakthrough to maintain that breakthrough. Those are all signs that there may be something that you need to rethink. How do you do it? Next question. Well, I have a few ideas to support you rethinking your assumptions. And the first step always goes to acknowledge that you're making an assumption. Wake up and stop calling it a fact that an assumption is a fact. You have to give that up. You have to say and challenge. You're thinking, I laugh because the other day my daughter, we do this all the time. I I think they've heard me so many times (laughs) challenging, you know, unfortunately it was her father. And she continued, you know, he said something 
And it was loosely, he loves conjecture and trying to put pieces together, but she just challenged him. He's like, she's like, how do you know that? He's like, well, I just do. And then she says, but how do you know that? And he says, well, I think it. Well, how, you know, she says, well, that's, she went on again. What do you think? He's like, well, I've just put it together. And she's like, well, that's not fact. You're just making that up. And, and, and it's good to be aware of that because unfortunately we make some significant decisions in life based upon just on assumptions. I was just talking with a very seasoned leader for the first time. And she said that she got to the end of the interview that she was in for, and the person said, well, you, we need to get you back into the workforce. And she had been doing her own work and she had been showing up for uh, another type of adventure, which she had somewhat explained her interpretation when she said that was, he doesn't value what I was just doing for the last two years. I said, well, that's interesting. I heard it as, wow, you've got so much value. We need to get you back into the workforce. Notice that we need to challenge our perceptions, our assumptions. We need to do them on, challenge them on the emotional level and then on the very practical level when we're rethinking strategy for our companies, right? For our businesses, what are we sitting with or saying is fact, which is really just a bunch of things that we have learned in the past. So the first step is to acknowledge that you're making an assumption, to wake up and stop calling those assumptions fact. This step is the hardest part because then it challenges other things we thought about and that can scare us. And it's going to maybe even have us dealing with feelings we don't want to look at. And the second step to use is to to rethink. You know, the first is acknowledge, the second is rethink. Suppose that the positive opposite of your limiting assumption was true. What if remote working was the best thing for your employees? What if this other strategy was a possibility? What if the person didn't do that because they didn't care for you or the company? They didn't they didn't leave the organization because they didn't like you. Maybe it was a a bunch of other things. We can have assumptions that limit us all of the time. My dad didn't leave me as an executor, but left my sister. Maybe he didn't love me or think I was smart enough. There's all types of things that we make up. Step three, let's cast new evidence. For example, let's look at, as opposed to saying, oh, no, we can't. That's a Pandora's box we're about to open. Cast new evidence. Could it work for us to work from home? How how could it work better for me to work 40 hours as opposed to 60 hours? Find the evidence that proves your new possibility, your rethinking, your openness to rethinking and unlearning what you've known is your gateway to reinventing yourself. It absolutely is. It's your your gateway to reinventing your work, your fulfillment, your success, and probably the largest solving the largest problems that we have in our world. Today, I spend my days looking for a different angle, especially when the current perspective has a person or an organization trapped or stagnating or not fulfilling their purpose for being here. One of the things that challenges and annoys, I will say the same breath as my children, perspective of me that I am always looking for a different perspective. I am rethinking it. I am looking outside of the box and considering different angles of approach, especially when someone's pained. And 
what I would say is that it is very hard to change another person's mind. You can probably see that by simply sitting at your own dinner table and discussing politics. It's, it's, it's very difficult to change other people's minds. They have to be motivated to want to change. So I would do less of trying to change other people's positions, more of one being the change that you want to see in modeling that behavior. Start with you and begin to support them on seeing different angles that you're looking at. Here's the thing, and probably my very favorite words that I hear when I'm talking to people is, I never thought of it that way. For example, in the woman that I was just speaking about, we both had seen things in a very different and profoundly different, and they made they mattered based upon whether she was going to show up for the next interview and how well she showed up for it. Her opinion was, he didn't value who I was for the last two years. Mine was, he desperately thinks that you need to be put into the, the workplace and that you need to be showing up and offering your impact. How we define things determines what next actions that, that we take. Again, when you are able to even hear in yourself, wow, I never thought of it that way, you know that you're at the beginning of reinventing. Had I not had someone ask me to rethink many years ago and to unlearn, I never would have reinvented myself. And I see that today time and time again. It all begins with rethinking. But it doesn't just stop there. Every day I've given a chance to move toward peace and purpose and impact because I've become faster at my rethinking. Your call to action is to think of something that you're struggling with. That's your first step. Maybe it's that you haven't been feeling well and you're tired and you've lost your energy, but you don't want to do doctors or work with pharmaceuticals because you learned when you were a child not to. By the way, I was explain that as learning that I was brought up with. When you unlearn that, when you rethink it, when you challenge those assumptions, you can you can see if that is still true for you and perhaps come up with other, identify other solutions and answers to some of your largest problems. Maybe it's that you, as many people do as leaders, are rethinking, should we be bringing people back from remote working and to come back full-time into our workplace? Don't go with the status quo. Don't go with what everybody else is thinking. After all, that is a follower, not a leader, right? Be a disruptor. Be someone who who prompts and asks others. If we defended the other position, like I did with the Vietnam War, if we de- if I was forced to defend something else, the opposite of this, what ideas would I have? What if I knew it was possible to get water to Africa doing this thing? What am I curious about? What am I humble and hungry to learn? What am I open to? That is a pure predictor of, again, your happiness going forward, your fulfillment, and your ability to matter. Challenge yourself. Challenge others. We're in a time where reinvention is needed more than ever, and it's happening, regardless of whether you're on board with it. Our children's granddaddy often said, don't get caught watching the paint dry. It's spring and it's time to plant some new seeds to get new and different results. I encourage and invite you this week to open yourself to new ways of thinking. Reposition yourself in the room physically to look at things differently. 
as you end this first quarter, I want to encourage you to finish strong. Know that you have what it takes within you to make the impact that you want in your work, in your life, to do what matters. You have been preparing for this for a long time. Your time is now. I am confident that you are ready. I know you're ready and you know you're ready too. I look forward to talking to you next week at the same time and in the same place. Until then, have a really good week. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them and may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to Breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. 